ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. TPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV damper with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. Hey everybody, it's Leonard Duncan here with ATV Talk. I have an amazing, amazing group of ladies here with me, and I'm going to let them speak for themselves, but they are the 2021 champions in ATV racing, and they're pretty amazing. Andrea, we'll just start with you. Go ahead and tell everybody who you are. Yep, so I'm Andrea. I won the WMX uh, championship for 2022. 2021? Oh, sorry, 2021. Wow, I am really off today already. So you, but you're a three-time champion. You're not just the 2021, right? Uh, yes, yes. All right. Hannah, good morning. Hello, I'm Hannah Hunter. I'm the 2020 and the 2021 GNC WXC champ. That's awesome. Tori Matisic. Hi, I'm Tori, and I am the three-times women champ at Works. That's pretty awesome, ladies. Uh, Hannah, let's talk to you first and ask you a couple questions. When the WXC, do they do much promotions for you ladies there? Um, yes and no. You kind of have to have like the right sponsors and GNCC pays a little bit, but not much. Never, never what it's worth, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the problem we have with all of them right now, isn't it? Yeah. So I've talked to Andrea quite a bit about promotions, and she seems to be having some success with doing some different things. Um, Andrea, why don't you give the girls a little input into some of the things that you have going on for promotions? Um, well, <clears throat> this past season, um, we've been really hitting it hard within the series, trying to get girls um, or ladies more recognition just within the uh, social media aspect. And then also pushing um, for women to be on t-shirts. Well, so we were successful in doing or having Shaw and myself on t-shirts this past season uh, for at Briarcliff. And then uh, we were also successful in getting um, autograph sessions at Briarcliff too. So all the girls, um, we had about 10 girls at the autograph session with the posters and whatnot. And we had a long line of, I guess, fan and motocross enthusiasts um, lined up to get our autograph. So I thought that was pretty cool that we were able to do that this year. Hannah, did they do any autographs at uh, the GNCC? We did not do any autographs, but I was on the shirt twice. One last year when I won the championship, and then one this year. Did you did you lock up your championship early this year? No, I did not. It it came down to the last race. Really, yeah. um, Tori, have have you seen any ladies on the work shirts? I have not actually. I mean, I feel like mostly they put a lot of like 
dirt bikes, side by sides kind of things. I feel like there's some with quads, but it's like every couple races and it's kind of like just ran. I think they just kind of pick random quads, but I've never seen a girl on a t-shirt. We're going to definitely have to talk to Randy about that and, and get to get that changed. Um, I know Andrea did a, a promotion on social media. Um, H- Hannah, are you working on anything towards that or you, Tori? Um, I'm trying to do a couple of riding schools this winter with, a, with like the younger girls and it's pretty much it. Nothing, nothing to promote the, uh, the WXC in making it, trying to make it larger. I know you probably have a bigger gate than, than some of the classes, but it, it still needs to be promoted and equalized to the men. I think this year we're trying to um, get a pro row on track side. Cause um, last year we had a pro row, but it was like in the middle of nowhere, no one seen us or anything. Oh, so they didn't give you prime real estate. They just put you off in the corner. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, that, that sounds typical of most promoters. Andrea, let me uh, ask you a question. Have you done any XC racing? Yeah, I do one a year, uh, like one major one with the GNCC. I do Ironman once a year. That's it. Really? Oh, so did you do Ironman this year? Yes, I did. Well, why, 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 why that look? I don't know. It's just like a very humbling race for me. Uh, just because I'm more in like the back of the pack instead of up here. Out in the front where you're yeah. used to running. Yeah, uh, I mean, do you cross train at all in the motocross? Um, no. Uh, I was going to try to do Daytona next year, but I got to practice on my jumping first. Tori, are you thinking about going back east and, and, and trying out what these ladies do? Um, I would love to. I've got such a busy life schedule. It's so difficult for me to even go that far away for the races just because it's already tight with the works schedule. So one day I will, but I'm just not sure when. So which do you which do you think you'd prefer the cross country or the motocross? I don't know. Um, I do like I mean, the motocross, I'm getting a little bit like uh, more comfortable with it, I guess you would say, even though I did just crash on a, a jump, but um, I don't know. I kind of would like to try both of them eventually. I think it'd be cool to see what both like series give out. I mean, everything, I know it's way different than works, both of them. So it'd be cool to just go to one of each um, to see how everything goes. Okay, ladies, we both have had, we've had a motocross champion come and race the works race. And we've had number two in the GNCC come and race a works race. Um, Obviously Joel won and Hunter Hart got second. What do you think the differences in the style of racing are and how do you think they affect you directly when you travel? Andrea, we'll start with you. So the, just the difference in racing, I mean, obviously you got GNCC, the woods and whatnot. It's for me going back and forth. Um, I have to force myself to sit down a lot more. Um, and you have to pace yourself a lot. I did a one local earlier this year. And I mean, with, I was able to hover for most like hover and not sit down as much for the first hour and a half. But then after that, hour and a half my legs just cramped up and I could hardly move um so I gotta give a shout out to the GNCC ladies or XC ladies because I mean they're hauling butt and they're I mean if they can go that fast through the woods and whatnot it's awesome but motocross otherwise I think um it's definitely more of a sprint and you have to give it all you got um while you're out there there's no holding back 
If you came out to a works race, which work for, works race do you think you'd want to ride? Oh gosh, I don't know. I think I think it'd be awesome to go to Glen Helen. Just say I've been out there. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's the least one that I would want to do, but that's just me. <laughs> Hannah. What about you? If you were going to come and race on the West Coast, where where would you want to race? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the one with the less jumps. Lake Havasu. <laughs> okay, that one. <laughs> okay, well, that's it's the roughest of the it's the roughest of the bunch. Um, Mesquite, I think that uh, Andrea would really like because it's got a pretty cool motocross track, even though it is probably one of the rougher courses that we run. Um, Iron Man. Let's talk a little bit about Iron Man because Josh Merritt talked so highly about Iron Man. Hannah, how did you do at Iron Man this year? I won. Wow, that was just like, bam! I won. <laughs> you know, <laughs> did you have any? Did you have any disruptions, or did you just take the whole shot and run? Uh, no, me and second and third actually battled for the first two laps, and uh, I was in second. Me and first battled all the way to the last lap, and we went across the creek, and I made it across the creek, and she didn't for the last like two miles and I got the lead. Oh, so you, you had a battle the whole time and, and finally ended up winning at the end. Yes. Andrea, I, I'm not trying to exclude you, Tori, but uh, th this is relevant. Um, Ironman is wider and faster than most all of the other races from what I'm told. I haven't seen it, so I'm not sure. Uh, did you run a wide setup or a narrow setup? Um, in the past, I have run, I have ran um, a narrow setup, but this year I ended up selling it and I rode my old carb uh, MX quad. So I was extra wide. It did that? Does that hurt you to be that wide on that track? Yes. Um, I mean, yes and no. I helped in the field sections. I think I was able to corner a lot faster. Um, but when it comes to the tighter stuff in the woods, it definitely slowed me down and noticeably compared to my XC setup. I know, I know Hunter Hart said that he would be running a wider machine when he comes back to the West Coast because he tried the narrow and uh, he was super fast. I mean, you can't take anything away from me. He got third. Um, uh, but he did say that the, he thinks the wider setup on in the off-road would definitely be, be better. Mm -hmm. um, the autograph session that you talked about, Andrea, uh, did they line you up with the pro men? No, they did not. Um, what we ended up doing was uh, we lined up right before, um, about an hour before the pros went up as that's usually when people start setting up and making camp out to see where they're going to watch the pros race. So, um, we set up camp or set up the stations, actually the owner of Briarcliff has set up a couple tents and whatnot, um, had to sit down there and right in front of the entrance of the infield, um, where everyone would be walking. And then we signed our posters there. Would you say that's a huge positive for the women's sport or did it, did it not give you what you think it would have, should have? Um, nope. I think that's a huge step in the right direction. Um, from, I think in the early two thousands is the last time the women's had anything like this. Um, between 2010 and up, there hasn't been a whole lot done. Um, but we are pushing to get the autograph sessions done with the men's um, autograph session as well. That would be awesome. And, and Hannah, were there any type of uh, promotions done like that autographs or anything like that for you ladies on the XC? Um, not this year. There was a couple of dirt bikers that did a couple of things, but we didn't, we didn't push anything. Are you going to get involved in promoting some of this stuff? So, because you are a two-time champion, so you have a, a little bit more pool than some of the other ladies. Are you going to get involved with uh, trying to promote and push these autograph sessions for you ladies? Yes. Yeah, we're definitely going to try this year. 
you definitely should get a hold of Hannah. I mean, Hannah, you should definitely get a hold of Andrea because I know that she's been politically involved with uh, the promoters and trying to get this done. And she may have some insight for you on doing this. Um, I'm all the way on the West Coast and I have very little pool with any of those promoters, if probably zero, because yeah. it's been so long since I've been back East. I'm trying to work with Tori and the ladies on the West Coast to get some things done for them. Uh, we've actually got them a pro class that there will be an official pro women's works class next year. So when you ladies come out, you can run in the pro class. Um, and uh, that would be, that would be great for the promotion of the sport and promoting uh, everyone. Uh, we're working on some possible autograph stuff because they don't do anything. They do nothing about the pros or anybody on, on, on the West coast. So it's, it's a, it's a big needed thing everywhere we go and we need, uh, we need you ladies to really push this because if you're the thorn in the side of the promoters, they're going to make it happen for you. So well, I'm directly talking to all three of you. I know none, none of you answered me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I so, agree. Yeah. yeah, because we can't do this without your support. I mean, we really can't. Um, and, uh, you have to uh, make sure that you're pushing it because they're not going to listen to me. They're only going to listen to you ladies. Cause you ladies are the ones that are throwing your leg over those machines and going out into that environment and risking yourself for uh, a trophy, basically, you know, you need, you Thank need, God. yeah, you need more, you know, you need a little purse, you need, you need some money which the money and the exposure will get sponsors, you know? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, Hannah. Have you spoken to any of your sponsors about being on the podcast at all? No, I did not. You should probably talk to them about it because it's some, this is an outlet to, for, for you ladies and uh, to promote yourselves in your sport and your discipline to make sure that your fans get to see you. Um, you should be posting things on social media about it because this is how we get the word out. Andrea, you're pretty schooled in this more so than uh, the other two. Tori, you've been on the show quite a few times. Um, it, we need to get this network going to, to promote. Yep, I agree. <clears throat> been working on it yeah i know you have uh hannah this might not be some of the things that you were thinking we were going to talk about but promotions for you ladies is is huge i mean i th i think that um we could use brandy richards as an example she's a you know factory support writer for ktm and she is the fastest woman on the planet on a motorcycle this woman is unbelievable probably don't even know who she is do you Yes, I do. You do know? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome because not many people do. And and uh, we've been trying to promote her here on the podcast and we've had her on uh, some of our press conferences. And uh, we are definitely trying to, to make some moves to come back east to get part of that um, so that we can get you ladies on the show live and let your fans see that. I think that'll be that'll be great step forward but we're talking about all the things that that nobody wants to talk about on the show let's talk about some racing let's talk about what it takes to prepare a cross-country bike to go ride in the mud um that's all you girl uh about two hours of cleaning after a race and pare it all down and check every bolt and then um just hope for the best do you have to prepare the intake system special for the mud that you ride in? Mm, no, I don't change anything if it's muddy or dry. Really? I don't tire pressure or anything. That's incredible. You just must be a beast you know, going out there and just, and just killing it because there's always got to be some kind of change, doesn't there? Um, like, snowshoe it's up high in the mountains and some people change like the jetting but it's not worth it for me what kind of machine do you run a honda qrx 450 really a honda rider 
That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I know you two ladies ride Yamahas. <laughs> so so you ride a Honda in a pretty much Yamaha dominated environment. Uh, how does that go across with the with everybody else? Um, the Yamahas kind of pull on you on the fields, but it's not much of a difference. You know your bike and you're comfortable on your bike. You're fast on it. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear that you're on a Honda and you're doing that well. Is there anybody, any of the other ladies ride Hondas? Uh, the number two ladies actually on a Honda. So we had a pretty Honda dominated season. Wow. I didn't, I didn't expect that. I guess I didn't look at your machine close enough when I was checking the photos out and reading about you. So yes, I did a little bit of homework. I know, I know I normally don't, but I did a little bit. Um, normally, Hannah, I like to come in super cold because I want to uh, get a real good feel for the conversation and how it's going to roll with you, you know, so that you can kind of direct where it's going to go. Um, when you train, do you cycle or lift weights or anything like that? Because I know um, Andrea does a lot of riding. Tori thinks about riding. <laughs> um, this year, I didn't really do much training. I didn't uh, work out or anything, but I try to ride almost every weekend. Do you ride close to home? Uh, like farthest five hours. When on the weekend you drive five hours to go ride? Yeah. Wow. Like during like during the winter, it's already twenty degrees here, so I try to go south. Where do you live? Pennsylvania. It's twenty degrees in Pennsylvania. Andrea, where are you this weekend? Um, I'm in Oklahoma at the little uh, Sahari Desert at the dunes. You're at the sand dunes riding in the sand dunes. What's the temperature there? Uh, like 65 degrees. Oh, man. I'm in Peoria, Arizona, and it's it was like 90 degrees yesterday. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I would not want to ride in that, but I'll take some, or, uh, 70, 65 degrees. 90 is not that hot. Come on. Lori, you live in the... Lori lives in 100 degree, 120 degree summer sweltering hot all year round so she she gets it yeah. <laughs> that might be why she doesn't practice right uh that's majority of the reason i mean gosh you probably have a heat stroke out there it gets it gets so ridiculously hot well that's horrible <laughs> it, it, it is um Brandy Richards is from Havasu as well, and she will go out and put her motos in in the morning, uh, from what I hear from Travis Damon, who uh, is a construction worker and a racer, and he'll be out framing houses and listens to her put in her motos off in the distance, which he thinks is pretty awesome. He's just jealous, you know. Hmm. So, Hannah, what do you see for the future of XC racing? Um, it's definitely growing. We have actually three youth classes, women youth classes, and uh, we have a women's amateur class, and all the classes are stacked up. So it's definitely growing. That's incredible. Um, Andrea, do you see growth in the in the motocross series? Yeah, I'd say the the minis, the girls that I see going on minis, there's quite a few of them uh, coming up through the ranks. Um, but I think there's a lot of local um, potential as well. You just got to get the word out, I think, whenever the nationals come to that general area um, and make sure that they know about the WMX class and the women's plus 15 class, which the women's plus 15 class had... Um, Quite a few girls, actually. I think it was probably larger than the WMX class um, for most of the season. Uh, so I'm hoping to see a lot of those girls come up this year as well. What was a normal gate for you guys in the in the pro class? Uh, Ten to eleven, twelve. That's not like the bad. average. Time. That's not bad. Oh, it's actually pretty decent. I considering, I would say, last couple of years it was maybe. I wouldn't say it was eight, but it wasn't all that great. I know there is, I think in Texas, we only had four WMX riders at one point. I think that was 2017. 
So you, so you're definitely on an upswing. Hannah, how long have you been a pro? Uh, three years. And how many ladies do you normally get on the, on the line? 10 to 15. That's pretty good as well. And your lower classes are pretty, are pretty stacked as well. Uh, the women's amateur is usually like 15 plus. And then all the youth classes, they at least have 10 in their line. Excellent. And Tori, are the, are the entries starting to raise in the works at all? I know that I think they are in the lower classes. Um, I do. I mean, some, some races we have more girls than others. We'll have like some that just come to do that race. Um, I know with having a women's pro class now, a lot of those um, lower classes like the B and C racers are actually going to be moving up into the women's day since we're getting out of there. Um, so I think that's good because that gives them a little bit of a gap before they like start racing with the top girls. Um, but other than that, for like the top girls, it's still kind of a little weak, I guess you would say. I mean, there's like three of us that are really have been the top three for a couple years now. And I mean, like Donna, she's been one of the top three for years. Um, so it's kind of like, I would like to see more girls, but I mean, there's nothing I could do. That's why I do the pro-am class. So. Well, we got to, we got to promote it. We got to promote it. Um, I don't know if you ladies know, but uh, Tori was fourth in the pro-am this year in the men's pro-am and works. Um, so that's quite a feat. Um, I know there were some injuries in the class, but that had nothing to do with how she ended up for she, uh, she earned her way, um, which, which was pretty good. And I know that uh, Andrea's ridden in some of the men's B classes back there in the motocross. Um, Hannah, do you ride against the men at all? Um, yeah, I do. Like the local series I do, I, I race the open A class. And then um, if I travel, I'll go to a pro AM class. So what's it like in the in the open A class with the men? Um, I can ride with them for like in a lap and then they just take off. <laughs> Elaborate a little bit more. I mean, do you do you have any success with them at all? And, and are they national riders or are most of them local riders? Um if national riders come, I get like a top three. If it's just local riders, I win it. Really? So the local pro-am guys can't keep up. How, how do they take that? Uh, I don't know. I don't talk to them. What? <laughs> you got to get out there and talk to them a little bit more. You know? <laughs> Find out what's going on and what they're thinking. Because I know the boys do some the boys respect Tori quite a bit they interact with her really well um, the only reason I know this is because I get to see it happen in the in the, at the races and how they treat her um, she's just another racer that they, that lines up on the line that they have to meet Andrea you've commented a little bit about racing with the men um, we haven't talked about it much how do the how do the how do the boys or the men treat you when you go ride with them um I, I would say they I have a lot of respect from them um so this came up, my boyfriend, Keaton, he, um, which you beat, which yes, I did beat him at one point and he kind of brings it up all the time and upon himself a lot, but he got butt hurt when I did beat him. Um, <clears throat> and then at the, at Briarcliff, I did win the B class and, you know, he brings up like, I bet, the, or Keaton was saying like, I bet they get butt hurt a little bit. Like, I bet they, they, their feelings are hurt that you beat them. So at the banquet, we I kind of got uh, talked to a couple of them. They're like, "Yeah, our feelings are definitely crushed." <laughs> <laughs> um, how does that make you feel when when they actually just tell you that way? Um, it I don't know. I just I'm I'm surprised because I just feel like I'm another racer. And that's the way you should feel. That's yeah. the way good feel uh, trust me i got beat by a girl when i was younger too and i didn't like it but it's okay <laughs> i deserved it she was better than me you know 
I mean, you can't, you, you can't take anything away from your talents. Andrea, I've never got to see you ride. I've only seen pictures and Hannah, I've heard stories that ripple through the industry about you. So, um, and I get to see Tori ride and I see her progress. So, uh, you know, when, just when you think that you're not making an impact, ladies, you are all making an impact. Um, people do talk and, and people know. So, um, Hannah, you have a, you have a big hill to climb because you're in a, um, very tight knit group and you will have to fight your, to the top to get, to get the recognition. I think that you deserve because they don't give it up easy. They don't even give it up to some of them in easy. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had to be a 12 time champ and you know how hard that was, um, at a young age. And um, next year is going to be a pretty tight class. We're going to have at least top five altogether every race. Who's your toughest competition back there? Uh, Kate Osborne. She's uh, number two. And, uh, didn't I mean, they're all tough. Say again? I mean, they're all tough. It just depends on the race. Right, right. So, so you don't always have the same competitor battling with you or you may not be in the battle that day it, it's just how the how the race breaks down yeah like top three i'm always top three but yeah pretty much <laughs> that's pretty good you, you you amaze me young lady you are very straightforward and, and very short with your answers but you're very positive and confident i like that thank you Hey, this stay confident because that's what it takes to to dominate your sport. And was Kate a multi-time champion before? No, uh, she never won a championship yet. But Tracy Pickens, she was the twelve-time champ. That's the lady that I was thinking of. See, yeah, the the, the you know what I I knew I was grasping for something. Uh, and thank you for answering that. Um, is Tracy still racing against you, ladies? Yeah, she just turned 46, and she's still competing in the top five. What do you think of that? She's a beast. <laughs> so so you're 19 years old, and can you imagine racing when you're that age? Well, my goal is to beat her championships. My goal is uh, 15 championships, so I got a while to go. Wow. Wow, 15 championships. Andrea, do you know what the most dominant woman in the women's side is? I believe, um, I know Angela Moore has 11 championships, but I think that's also local. And when WPSA was a huge thing. Um, so I know she, she has a lot of championships, but other than that, just within uh, pro women setting at the ATV Nationals. I think it's five by Heather Bird. Yeah, they, I, uh, Joe was telling me that that Heather had done that many because she was pretty dominant. Um, Angela came and won a couple race uh, championships on the work side as well. Um, and Tori podiumed in the Pro-Am. And believe it or not, Angela, the best she could do was fifth. Uh, I think the classes were a little different at that point, but uh, still, it was she was on a Polaris as well. So I mean, I I don't I don't know how that fig figured in, but it might have hurt her a bit. Uh -huh. I don't think the Polaris guys will ever like me, so it's okay. I'm over it. But you're supposed to laugh, ladies. You're not helping me any. My my humor not wow. be that that good. <laughs> Where where do you think the industry's going in a whole as far as for ATVs? And I know that you're the youngest of the group, so you've probably seen the least amount of it. Um, but as far as if you had to uh, give me your assessment on where the industry's going, what, what would you tell me? Um, pretty much right now, it's going all Yamaha. We need, uh, we need Honda or somebody else to make another quad right now. Or we're all going to be blue. <laughs> I I think that it's turning blue, um, and it's, the Yamaha is a good platform. I can't say anything negative about it. I'm a diehard Honda guy myself, but um, if if another factory came back, 
um, do you think that's going to spur growth? Oh yeah, definitely. I think it needs, we need that competition and factories. It would help us as, as riders to get more factory teams and help promote us actually. Well, uh, this is where the history of the industry comes in. You know, for years and years and years, the industry supported itself and companies um, like Roll and Lager and uh, Baldwin and Duncan and Sparks and CT, they carried the industry. You know, we were all self-contained. No, that's not the way to grow your sport to the world, but it it, it grows your sport to... Uh, the community at hand and uh, the, the we don't have some of those mainstay companies the strength isn't what it used to be because the consumer base isn't what it used to be so we need to get our word out there and and promote us and and that's kind of where the podcast comes in as we're we're doing everything that we can from our side to promote a, a sport that i think i love and enjoy so much i mean it's been my whole life so we need you ladies we need you ladies out there you know cheering it on and and, and helping it grow yeah i'd agree yeah you know um so any any crossover disciplines that any of you ladies like to talk about two-wheelers anything like that um i tried two wheels and you'll see me on the ground too many times <laughs> yeah i second that (laughs) third Um. (laughs) wow no no nothing like that at all uh what are the dunes like there in oklahoma andrea oh they they are a blast um shoot i've never been to the dunes before this isn't the first time i've ever done it so it's definitely different um i would say uh, just being able to jump off a dune and not knowing where you're going to land, I think is probably one of the best parts or, um, yeah. And just trying to find a place to jump. Um, the dunes is kind of cool. And we actually have been even getting, uh, audiences from, uh, from a couple other, uh, other riders there, or even the, um, UTV guys. That's pretty cool. Definitely different. That's awesome. Hannah, have you ever got to the dunes? I have not. Wow. Um, you could work on your jumping skills there, Tori. Well, I do go to Glamis quite a bit, but I'm always in a razor. I've never brought my quad out there just because sand gets in every little crack and I just feel like it ruins the machine itself. So I've never brought my quad out there, but yeah, it is a good place to learn how to jump. This yeah, from yeah. this from a racer that the work series waters the track so much that the bike never comes off the course clean. Oh yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't want to take it to the dry sand. <laughs> hey, I don't have you know, my parents say I hit every mud puddle because they always say I'm the dirtiest out of everyone. So then <laughs> I don't think. I don't think Hannah knows what it is to ride in the dry. Uh, Sometimes, but mostly not. Well, even on your dry races, most of your machines are pretty dirty. And and, and is it creek crossings or do they water? Uh, Creek crossings and they try to water, but it's gone by like 10 minutes. So right off. And do you race in the mornings or in the afternoons? We race in the mornings. It's a two-hour two race, and there's usually around 300 quads on the track. How do you manage that? Um, lappers, they, they get tough at times, but sometimes you got to scream at them. Most of the time, you got to get some sketchy passes in. When you say sketchy pass, explain a little bit, please. Uh, the woods get tight, and it just... It gets sketchy sometimes. You, get, I close my eyes sometimes if I get too close to the tree. Uh, and how fast are you going when you close your eyes? <laughs> uh, it's only for a second, so it's not terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Andrea, do you close your eyes when you jump? 
Uh, if I know I'm going to land ban, maybe. <laughs> oh, you call ice to Hannah. You got to go. You you close your eyes when you think you're too close to a tree. Yes. If Is I'm it, about to, it's like a re, quick reaction. I just close my eyes quick and then open them. But if I get scared, yeah. You get scared, actually, really. If I come close to the tree, going pretty fast, yeah, it can pretty hurt me. Hurt me pretty good. Tori, do you close your eyes ever? Um, you know, at last race when I knew I was gonna land that jump, um, short, I did close my eyes because I was like, oh gosh, this is this is where I'm gonna eat it. So, yeah, I did close my eyes on that one, and then. But usually I do not because I feel like if I close my eyes, I would hit a pothole and there I go. So <laughs> I don't know if you ladies know, but Tori missed the last round of works because she crashed and um, she got a couple of stitches in her leg, you know, so she didn't get to race prim. Uh, she was there, but she just didn't get to ride. But I'm still, Hannah, you close your eyes. Yeah. Me? Really? Did, did, did you, is it just a, a defense mechanism or did somebody teach you that? Well, it's just, it just happens sometimes. I'm still amazed. That's crazy. What's the top speed you think you reach on your, on your quad in the woods? Well, I don't know. What would you guess? 40, 30? 40. Your microphone's covered up. Yeah, probably like 40. That's incredible. Andrea, how fast do you think you go? In the woods or on a track? On the motocross track. Uh, I have, mm. 50, 60, maybe 50. <laughs> something. It, it, if Keaton's going to be there interfering, he can just sit down next to you and get on the screen. It, it's okay. <laughs> Well, I think he might be leaving. I don't know. Sorry, he just hopped in real quick. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's well, probably 35, 40-ish, maybe at the fastest. Lori? Um, I mean, I go as fast as my quad will go in some sections. A lot of sections you can, I mean, we have a lot of sections where you could get up like top speed. Um, like 72? Is that how fast they go? I believe so. I mean, yeah, there's times. Glenn Helen has a lot of, like, straightaways. Some of them have a little potholes. But, I mean, I get a, to fifth gear in some spots. So, I don't think Hannah's ever seen fifth gear. Have you? Um. Yes, I have. Really? In the field? <laughs> Andrea, are there any motocross tracks that have fifth gear? Yeah, I think it just depends on your gearing, though. I mean, there's a couple straightaways. I think Briarcliff, I was in fifth gear. Um, you come hit a, one corner, and then you pop up and hit fifth. You go all the way for a little bit. Probably not as much as Tori, though. Right, right. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, like I said, I would love to go to work series just to feel the speed and actually do that, go that fast within a race for long periods of time. Do you ladies know who Corey Ellis is? Corey Ellis is the GBC tire uh, rep, and he's uh, also was a professional racer. And when he was racing professional, he wouldn't race GPs because the speeds were too high. Every time he raced a GP, he crashed. Now he's racing works because he's a retired, and it's convenient for him to ride. And he does really well because he's calmed down and controlled, learned how to control the speed. But it, it's, uh, I think that all forms of it should be tried. I personally have never got to try the woods, but even at my old age, I would still love to go back and, and give it a whirl. You know, nothing like wrapping yourself around a tree, right? Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I take it you've ran into a few trees in your day? Yes, a couple. I try not to hit any, but it happens. Does it do massive damage to the machine if you if you hit a tree? Depending on how fast you're going and 
where you hit it on the quad, it, it can do damage. Is it usually more damage to the rider than the machine? Um, probably, yeah. Wow. More to the rider. That, that's, I, I, I still, you close your eyes. I st I'm stuck on that. I'm sorry. I, I should get over that, right? <laughs> um, uh, I bet Hunter Hart has closed his eyes a couple of times. I wonder how Hunter rides through the woods and not talking. Oh my gosh, he don't shut up, does he? Oh God, I love talking to that guy because I don't have to say anything. He just goes and goes and goes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Do you actually, go ahead? I'm sorry. Real with him in the youth days. Do you used to race with him in the youth days? Yeah. Really? But did he talk a lot then too? Yeah. Yeah, yes. That's incredible. Uh, do you do much interacting with any of the uh, pro riders? Um, yeah, I, I talk to almost all of them, and they're pretty cool with me all the time. They help me out in whatever I need. I think they're scared. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> there you go. That's that confidence. I love that. Andrea, do you get much interaction with the pros? Yeah, I say I would. Um, I would. For the most part, I mean, we there's quite a few I talk to on a regular basis, but then there's a couple that you say hi or you wave. They all know you. At least I know them. They know me. So, I don't know. Yeah. Tori, how about you? Yeah, I think works is, uh, I mean, it's big, but it is also small. And I feel like everyone that, like all the pros and all that, that have been racing like I mean it's grown pretty big but I feel like a lot of them have been racing works for a long time and I've been racing works for a long time so I kind of like um like grew up with them I guess you would say so I do talk to um a lot of them I mean like Logan I talk to him a lot he helps out a lot especially being with uh fast company so he's a big help and I mean when we're up at the line for the pro and pro-am class um there's one, like, we all go around chit chat and like wish each other good luck and stuff. So it's pretty. That's good. Okay, ladies, this is the time where I'm going to need you to tell the younger people that are listening, boys and girls, what you would want them to know about ATV racing and why they should get involved. And Andrea, I'm going to start with you. All right. I think um, younger riders or anyone that wants to come into the ATV community, um, we are just one, basically one big family. Um, I mean, we choose to be there. So I feel like we, there's an actual family um, atmosphere at the racetrack um, and everyone's willing to help each other out. And I really do think that um, just riding and helps you uh, find out who you are. Um, it helps you push <clears throat> push yourself into things that you never thought you would be doing. Like, oh, I would never hit that jump in a million years. And then all of a sudden, oh, I, I, I think I have that gut feeling that I can hit it. And then all of a sudden you're hitting it and you're like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. And that can relate into real life situations or scenarios. Um, and just helps you open open your mind a little bit to push yourself um, in both real life and in racing. That's awesome. Um, Hannah, what would you like to say to the younger riders that are nipping at your heels in age? Um, I agree with Andrea. Definitely, it's a big family. But um, also, one thing, if you're not having fun, it's you're defeating the purpose. It's all about fun and just, yeah, keep your head up. You're going to have a couple of bad races and all that, but you keep your head up. You're going to go far in life. That's awesome. That's awesome. There again, there's that confidence. I'm going to stray off before I ask you, Tori, where do you think that confidence comes from? Um, I struggled with it a lot this year. And um, actually, I've been talking to God a lot and he's helped me. Well, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Tori, what would you tell the younger riders? 
I mean, I agree with both of the other girls. Um, and like you always told me, like you would always ask me, are you having fun? And so mm -hmm. I do think it is, I mean, if you're not having fun, why even do it? Um, also, I know like, especially to all the little girl racers out there, because I was one of them, um, it is discouraging racing with some of those boys, but um, I think that's kind of why I do what I do also. I like to show like the younger girls that you can race against the boys. And um, I mean, we could do just as good as the boys can. And I want all of them to know that. Um, but other than that, I think really just, I mean, I go out there and I have a blast after my races. And I think if you're not having fun, then it's not your thing. <laughs> Ladies, I'm going to ask you to uh, keep the invitations open because I'll always reach out and want to do special segments with you, get deeper into the different disciplines and talk about promotions. And let's uh, let's try to get together again, uh, maybe in the middle of the season and see how you champions are doing uh, in 2022. And uh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you ladies. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. Brought to you by Take-Two Custom Tees. Screen printing experience that is dedicated to quality and customer service every time. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience... Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.